Welcome to the Money Insights Podcast, where high-income earners come to learn wealth-building strategies that will take them from high income to high net worth. With your hosts, financial and wealth-building experts, Christian Allen and Rod Zabriskie. Welcome into today's episode of the Money Insights Podcast, where we talk all things money and business. My name is Christian Allen, and I am with my co-host, Rodney the Pod Zabriskie. Rod, what's up, man? Hey, hey, I'm doing great. So we had a super fun interview with yeah. Andre. Andre Haynes, who he, you're going to talk a little bit about all the things he's done, but can mm -hmm. I just say the reason that I really wanted to have Andre come on is because I heard his story and it's just incredibly inspirational, right? Like this story of Absolutely. like a literal, a literal story of rags to riches, right? Mm -hmm. Doing it and doing it the right way. So one of the things that I like about the interview is that he touches on like all of those core, like the core things that people need, not the gimmicky things, right? Mm -hmm. Like the core, like mindset, like the, the things that you really need in order to find not just like fleeting success, but long-term success. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Andre? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, and we'll learn about like expand on these things during the interview, but he's a former musician that became a successful real estate investor. He's an author. He has a clothing line. Uh, he's a modern art enthusiast. Uh, he also teaches some digital courses on on how to succeed in some of the things that he's done. And it's just, again, a, a really impressive story, but but it's about the mindset. and it's it's something that we all can can learn from because the way I see it is where he is now is where a lot of our listeners are. the it's, but the journey, right? We all we all have a different journey. And his is such an impressive story of kind of against all odds, just making cool things happen. And and he could have tried to take a shortcut at different times, but he didn't. He took it head on and, and made it happen. Can I just tell you, after we got off the interview, I'm going to a little sneak peek into our conversation with Andre. He was super appreciative to, to be able to come on the show. And the one thing he said that just kind of stood, stood out to me was that he just didn't think his story was that important or that mm -hmm. you know that big of a deal that people would want to listen to it and yet since he's kind of come out and started sharing it it's just grabbed on like wildfire so yeah, it's absolutely. so it's super cool okay rod well without further ado let's uh let's bring in our interview with andre haynes who real estate investor entrepreneur author course creator and a few other things okay today we are super excited to have Andre Haynes on with us. Now, Andre, I'm just going to jump right into the interview. And you've had you've had already started and, and created a successful real estate career, but the cards weren't always stacked in your favor. So I would love to kind of get some of your backstory, how you were raised. And, and I want to get into this story about um, the change and not just the way you were thinking, but behaviors that, may, that helped you go from, uh, again, a place where all the cards weren't in your favor to the place where you're at today? It started at a young age, man. Um, I am from the south side of Chicago, the Ida B. Wells Projects. Um, they're no longer there. The neighborhood has been um, changed and gentrified at this point. 
I don't come from very much financial literacy, really none at all. Um, most of my family growing up, they were on uh, government-assisted programs, um, Section 8, EBT, food stamps, and stuff like that. And um, just trying to figure out this path and find my way in this, you know, entrepreneurship world, in this real estate world has been a very, very difficult and trying process, but it has been well worth it. I must say it has been well worth it. Okay, so you started like you started in the projects, right? How long how long was it how long did it take you to get out of that life? Um, well, it didn't take me long because from the ages of one to six, I was with my mom. Then I ended up living with my aunt who adopted me because my mom and dad, they were affected by the uh drug epidemic that hit the inner city and urban areas of our communities in the late eighties and early nineties. Um, and unfortunately I was taken away from my parents, but fortunately enough, I was adopted into my own family and I was raised by an aunt who loved me and cared about me. And, um, it was almost like a community effort, um, for my entire family to make sure that I had everything that I needed to get everywhere that I needed to go. And, you know, just really be able to, um, make it without being taken out of my family structure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I mean, it's it's nice that you had people who were willing to like band together to support you, right? Um, I heard you talk in an Absolutely. interview that uh, I heard you mention that you felt like the only way to get out was really through through like sports or music. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know you had a had a uh, an interesting career also in the music world. Absolutely. Um, and the communities that I come from, like I say, like low income areas, you know, what I mean, the projects like where the school systems aren't that great. They're like food deserts. You don't have much. You know what I mean, fresh produce, stuff like that. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of the times, the only thing that we see um, that are success stories to us are rappers, ball players, and essentially drug dealers. You know what I mean? And um, of course, I didn't mm -hmm. want to be the latter. So I essentially tried yeah. to, you know what I mean, be a ball player. And you find out early on, you know what I mean, early in high school years that you're not going to go to the NBA or be an NFL player or be an MLB <laughs> player. You know what I mean? Those kind of things, like, they hit you early on. Um, yeah. That, you know, went on next best thing. I've always been very creative. I've always been talented with my words. Just, I've always been very, very witty. And I pursued a music career probably from the time I was 15 years old to the time I was maybe 27 or 28 years old. And um, I had some really, really cool experiences in the, in the music industry. I didn't make money at all, but I had some cool experiences. I would perform and open up with uh, big names like T.I., Fat Joe. I met Jay-Z and Beyonce at the Final Four games uh, because a couple of my buddies, they played NBA ball, and, um, just played for major universities. Um, Brown went to the University of Illinois, my buddy Brown to Michigan State University. Um, and both of those guys went to the final four in the same year. And I was fortunate enough to go. Um, and just like I've had some really, really cool experiences um, just through my friends and through my music career. Um, but unfortunately, I just was not successful in that field. Um, no matter how hard I tried, no matter who I was in front of, I was in the major labels, I was in front of the artists, I would open up, perform for stadiums with 15 to 20,000 people. Like, I mean, just the list goes on of things that I've done. It's almost like I've lived probably like five or six different lives, but like just for whatever reason, God awesome. just would not let me be successful in those industries, man. <laughs> that wasn't the right fit, I guess. The nah, good news is, is you, you found your way. You found your way. Okay, so I want to switch gears a little bit and sorry, Rod, I, I keep, I'm just like hogging the mic here, but I've done a little research and listened to some of these pods. Okay, so Andre, you mentioned uh, that Rod's favorite business book which is rich dad poor dad had a profound mm -hmm. influence on your life so what happens next where does your story go from there 
Um, after after 10, 12 years of chasing the music dream, um, I kind of had to let it go. Um, you know, you realize, you know, you're behind on bills. Certain things just aren't happening. Um, eviction notices, just like, you know, you could barely eat. But yet yeah. I have this image of like this this big time artist. Like I'm just like this, just, you know what I mean? <laughs> like this. Like, and, it's, and it's just not like that. Um, so I had to really like take a step back and reevaluate my situation um, and make the decision to step away from music and get back into the workforce. And um, from there, I kind of like went on and got a, a job at a telemarketing company. And it was like probably like the bottom of the barrel kind of work, man. Like you really like you doing know what whatever mean? you what, could. Really, yeah. Like I would I would be calling people, putting them in these schools that probably weren't even at schools. You know what I mean? But it was paying my bills and I was making good money. I was getting bonuses and things like that. And in that time frame of sitting in that cubicle for six years, man, I read every single book under the sun that I could about real estate, stock market, psychology, self-motivation, all of these different things. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the one that stood out the most. And it essentially is the book that changed my life because it just like made everything so simple and put all of these subjects and concepts that before when somebody spoke to me about them, they seemed so complicated, but it broke mm -hmm. them all down and made them so simple for me. And I was just like, you know what? A light bulb went off of my head and was like, this is my path. I get wealthy through entertainment, but no, this is what it's going to be. And I just started doing everything that I needed to do to, you know what I mean, get ahead, started working on my credit, started saving my money. Um, After a while, I started just like, you know what I mean, looking up just like stocks to invest in, just like everything that wealthy people who are getting wealthy the normal way, as opposed to just through entertainment or like creating an app, just regular wealth building. I started to yeah. build my wealth slowly and surely. And um, here I am today, man. You know what's really incredible about that? The the thoughts coming to my mind, Andres, I'm hearing you're saying that like the we most of us have to take a little bit longer road to to success and wealth, and yet you're a pretty young dude, right? Like yes, you've sir. still accomplished a whole lot already. So 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 the like the slow grind is one of those that it it feels like a slow grind in the moment. You can look back and all of a sudden it feels a lot different, right? Like it's it's surprising, amazing how much you can accomplish and um, obviously, you've been a, a good example of someone that's accomplished a lot over the last, you know, 10 or 15 years, especially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, everything started for me with education. Like I said, in that cubicle, I read books from the year 2012 to 2017. And um, from there... In 2015, I bought my first property um, and I started investing in the stock market. Then a couple of years later, I bought more property. And it's just like I've attained in a probably what, since 2015, seven year time span, approximately like $1.8 million worth of real estate um, stocks. I've become an entrepreneur, an author. I travel around doing public speaking, mentoring youth, doing podcasts all over the country, just like all from making a decision to not just settle and be okay with having a job because my initial dream of rapping didn't work out. Like I had to pivot and figure something else out. And um, it all started with me just like digging in and educating myself initially. You know what I mean? I try to tell people that all the time. Um, the first step to anything when it comes to growing and being better, educate yourself on what it is that you're trying to do. That's the, that's the main thing that's going to get you on the right path. Because if you don't know anything, then you know what I mean? How do you get started? You know? Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. Now, as you uh, kind of figured out the Rich Dad Poor Dad and, and these other things uh, that, that you were learning about, how did you then translate that into action? And and I guess what I mean by that is you, you yourself, but also did you surround yourself with other people that, that could help you kind of 
put the pieces together, uh, connect the dots? How did that all go? Absolutely. So, like I said, the relationships that I built um, with my friends who played ball were amazing. And this one relationship in particular has really been very, very beneficial. And uh, once I got this job, you know, I saved up some money and I reached out to her. And I was like, hey, Kyoki, you know what? I got some money saved up. I've been working a while. I got my tax history. You know what I mean? I got my work history. I'm ready to buy a house. And she was like, I mean, that sounds cool or whatever the case may be. But you really should consider buying a multi-unit. And the light bulb went off again because essentially I had read the same thing in Rich Dad, Poor Dad buying assets as opposed to liabilities and taking on more mm. expenses. She's like, you know, buy you a multi-unit in your situation. You can live in one unit for free, essentially house hacking, and let the other units pay your mortgage and you'll probably even have some cash flow left over. And she told me about this amazing program called the NACA program. Neighborhood Assist Corporations of America allowed me to purchase my first property, which was a four-unit building in an amazing Chicago suburb with no money down, I started with a three and a half percent interest rate. I bought it down to two and a half percent. In addition to that, NACA also paid all of my closing costs. NACA paid for my attorney. NACA paid for my agent. In addition to that, there were no fees like, you know what I mean? The FHA fees and different things like that. I didn't have to pay any of that stuff. On top of that, I got a seller's concession. So I walked away from the closing table with the $5,000 check and I closed at the end of the month. So when I was moving into my apartment, tenants just started walking up handing me money. So this is how my Friday went. (laughs) That's awesome. I closed on a property, moving in the property. I got a $5,000 check at the closing table. I got the keys to my property. I kept all of my money that I was saving for my down payment. In addition to, like I said, tenants started paying me rent immediately upon me moving in because I closed on the 31st of the month. And mind you, you guys know when you close on a property, you don't have a mortgage that first month. So all of that money went into my pocket. Yeah. Man, that is a sweet deal. You got to teach the rest of us how to pull that off, Andre. Um, that's no easy task. <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. you. You had this really significant life-changing event in the form of being able to get this property. And again, not just any property, but a multifamily property that you could both live in and start to work in cash flow. Um, did you bring in that extra 15, 20 grand and uh, go blow it? Or what did you do with it? No, so uh, of course I spent a little bit. I went and bought me a Jag. <laughs> yeah, that... I had to celebrate some. <laughs> I went and got me a Jag. And then after the Jag, I went and put the rest of the money into the stock market. Um, I spread it across, you know what I mean? Just, you know what I mean? Quality tech stocks, Apple, Amazon, Tesla. And then I put the rest in, you know what I mean? The S&P 500, Vanguard, um, technology, ETF. Just different things that I had been reading about in like Money Master the Game, Tony Robbins, uh, book that uh that just really taught me a lot about money as well um so i did all of that stuff and i left that money in the market for about three or four years and let it run up because the market was running up like crazy at that point um and at the time my girlfriend i used to take her to all of my meetings with me to naca and we weren't married so my mortgage counselor he was a really really cool dude and he's like hey man look this is the cheat code to this. How about you both go into your situation with multi-units? How does that sound? I'm like, dude, that would be amazing if ah, I had a four-unit nice. and she had a four-unit. He was like, well, this is what you do. He was like, once you close on your property, before you guys go and get married or do any of that stuff, you bring her back to the program and you run the same play that we just ran with you for your girl. And I'm just like, dude, that's genius. I'm like, that's genius. And um, we did that on my property three years later. But this particular property, was in a much better neighborhood, um, much higher cash flow, um, worth way, probably three times more than my other property. This was a million dollar property that we were able to attain and live in it for free. And it was a very, very, because it's considered a four unit, but 
there's a three unit building in the front of the lot and what's called in coach house in Chicago, but in other areas, they, they're called ADUs. Um, and this is not just a regular size ADU or coach house. This thing is huge. It's big and it's beautiful. 12 foot coffer ceilings, floating stairs, awesome. just beautiful, just, just beautiful. Um, and the person who, who sold us the house was a developer and he lived here. So that's why he laid it out so nicely. And even the apartments, we're talking like seventeen or eighteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? Like it's just like really nice in this neighborhood. So we're cash flowing super duper high over here. We get to live for free again. I move out of my place over there. So now that one's cash flowing. In addition to us having a ton of equity in this place, and we bought our interest rate down to zero point eight percent. That's nice. It's a win, man. Yeah. So on both properties, on my first one, I got a two and a half percent interest rate, and on the second one. I got a 0.8% interest rate. Will I ever see rates like that again? Probably not, but I did so good on those two. I don't even worry about rates anymore. As long as the numbers make sense, I'm good. So Andre, one of the things that I loved about your story that kind of drew me to the story was the entrepreneurial spirit. And, and I don't, it was early on in an interview that I listened to where I heard you mentioning your kind of, some of your hobbies and one of them was kind of cool. I, I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about it. And I think it was art. Like you talked a little bit about what you've been able to, to, let me say it this way. It seems like you were able to transition something that was like a hobby into also money-making activity. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with art. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I, I collect art, uh, modern art few different guys. I like uh, a guy by the name of Cause. His name is Brian Donnelly. Brian Donnelly. He's out of the East Coast. Um, he, as you can see that book right there, that's one of my collectibles right there. It's got one of his characters on it behind me right there. Um, and I've got a ton of his pieces all around my house. They're like these little cool sculptures. Um, he does collaborations with Sesame Street, Snoopy. I mean, and then he has his own stuff as well. Um, and what I started to do was I started to put my house on peer space, which is a peer to peer, which is a peer to peer space where you can kind of like rent your property out to people who want to just host events, shoot music videos, photos, um, corporate commercials, just whatever it is. But the good thing about it is it's different. It differs from Airbnb because people don't have to stay at night. They're just renting out your space hourly. Yeah. That and is super you interesting. can probably go way higher as far as the profit than Airbnb. Um, but what attracts a lot of the people to my space is my art. So not only is my art cool looking or whatever the case may be, not only does it, does it go up in value because after I purchase these things, I mean, they skyrocket in value on the resale market and they're like, and it's like a legit resale market for these things. In addition to that, it generates more income because people want to come in and, you know, do photos and do video shoots and different things with these art pieces. And, um, it's just like a, a 360 money circle with these things. And it's just really kind of cool. Okay, Andre. So you've got you've got all sorts of stuff going on. You've got. Uh, I want to talk about the book next. Okay, mm-hmm. so talk about like maybe talk about the journey and like what it was like to try to put the book together. What was kind of the inspiration behind getting that out there? Um, and just talk about. Okay, first off, what's the title of it, and uh, and then tell us a little bit about it. Renaissance's five step guide on getting your shit together. <laughs> I love it. It's such That's a good. It's book. a good one, man. It is a good one. Um, 
How, when, when did it come out? Uh, I put the book out officially in January, January 22nd of 2022. Is when I nice. Okay. Out. So you got to go get Andre's book. Um, tell people what they can expect to find inside your book. Um, that book is kind of like my step-by-step blueprint and just, you know, just guide that I use to get my life in order. Um, I can give you guys just a little bit of outline. I've got some really, really cool interviews in there from some of my friends. And I have some really cool friends who've gone on to sell millions of records, who've gone to start sneaker businesses, who are executives in the music industry, just like a lot of really, really cool uh, stuff. Um, But the first chapter of my book is um, self-evaluation, which was the first Mm. thing that I had to do in order to get my shit together. You know what I mean? I had to take a look in the mirror. And this and this is what I read in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like the first thing is looking at yourself. You're responsible for, you know what I mean, the position that you're in, the space that you're in. Like, and if you want some things to change, you have to go out and make things change and not look at everybody else, you know what I mean, around you or in your family, et cetera, to change things for you. You're you're solely responsible for where you are and who you are. That's step one, you know what I mean? That process of yeah. self-evaluation, which is usually the hardest step. Because it's hard to look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not the guy I want to be. I'm not the woman who I want to be. And these are things that I need to do to get there. Because most times what we're telling ourselves is we're already that person or we're like gassing ourselves up or feeding ourselves this BS about who we are and how big we are. When in all actuality, we just aren't who we claim to be. It's just who we want to be. You know what I mean? So there's a slice of humble pie that comes with that self-evaluation process that most people can't take a bite out of. Well, and it sounds like you have you kind of got that slice through your through the music career, right? Absolutely. Where trying to get there, trying to get over the hump, but just not getting there. It's like for any of us as we're trying to to reach a path of success and not being able to get there, it, it definitely um, serves us up a slice of humble pie. Absolutely. Um, uh, what I would say is kind of you taking that and and even while you're doing that telemarketing job, then educating yourself. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but but that that takes humility too, right? That to to that accept, was hey, very I don't, I don't know everything I need to know. I I need to get out there and learn. Right, mind you, I my best friend, uh, my my guy Shannon Brown, he played on the team with Kobe and LeBron. He won two championships with Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Like I went from being okay, at LA Lakers games and doing shows, like I say, with Fat Joe and all of these different things, to me sitting in a telemarketing cubicle, just like yeah making phone calls, getting cursed out and told no all day long, just dealing with rejection all day long. <laughs> okay, so Andre, you, uh, this, I'm taking a little bit of a detour here, only because you mentioned two players that both played for our local Utah Jazz. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you said Shannon Brown. Did you say Shannon Brown? No, D, D, my buddy D. Brown. D. Brown played, D. Brown yeah, D. played Brown for played Utah, for right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then my other buddy, Darren Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They were. So uh, obviously uh, D-Dub played for for our jazz for a long time. And D-Brown was there like his rookie year. I still remember it. Anyway, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, He was there for his first two years. Yep. Okay. So we talked a little bit about uh, some of the things you've got going on. We talked a little bit about your book. The first part, kind of getting your mindset in order and, and, Talk about like the process for you having to go from, okay, here's where I'm at today. Now I'm looking in the mirror, but how did you, or what did you feel like helped you make the step and actually like take action to do something different? Like what flipped the switch in your mind to help you start making real actionable items for success? 
reading rich dad poor dad and understanding that, that like it was yeah, it was it was me like i was in my own way it wasn't anybody else like like i said i i had friends who were in high places i would look for them to do favors for me you know what i mean to give me money just just do all these different things when in all actuality i had the power to do those things for myself i just never gave myself the power i would always put the power on other people's hands and um once i realized that and i took my power back um just the game changed drastically man you know what i mean i started to just like really move and operate as a man who wanted to get things done and accomplished and not just so passively and just like waiting for things to happen like no it doesn't work like that it just you can't wait on things to happen you have to really go out here and like force your way in, you know what i mean make things happen for you and um when you do that the universe responds accordingly and kind of gives you what you want like you know what i mean the universe don't like punks like the universe if it's pushing you around and you ain't pushing back you ain't gonna get what you want man it don't work like that <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's like real talk, right? Like it's just, just the way it is. You got to just understand it and get after it because generally success doesn't come unless you're willing to put in the time and the effort, right? Absolutely. Like they say, man, hard work beats talent all day long. You could be the most talented person in the world, but if you're not working hard, somebody who works hard, they're going to come along and they're going to eventually beat your ass and then they're going to you can do about it because this whole time they've been working hard. You've been working off talent, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So Andre, you've got, uh, you've got the book and you gave us like a little bit of a snippet. I loved it. You know, I've, I've listened to you talk through more of the book. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to get into it. Um, and I liked that starting point, right? It's almost like mindset first. You've got to check yourself Absolutely. in the mirror. Um, but maybe, maybe before we go, before we go, what is, let's get into the, maybe the first three steps. So what's step two after you've been able to kind of get your arms around the mindset piece? Understanding the power of your, your thoughts and your words. You know what I mean? Because mm. first you have to, you have to look in the mirror and say, Hey, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not who I want to be, which comes with, you know what I mean? A little bit of, of coming down hard on yourself, but then you also have to come back with positivity like yeah i'm not where i want to be but it doesn't mean that i can't get there these are the steps that i need to take you know what i mean understanding like the power of your mind and your words mean a lot you can't speak negatively to yourself you can't think negatively you know what i mean you have to put positivity into the universe you have to like think positively and those are the things that you're going to get back man because if you're thinking about negative stuff and focused on negative stuff, then that's what you're going to get you know what i mean so understanding the power of your mind and words is a major, major second step after the self-evaluation process because after you evaluate, you know what I mean, what the issues are, you have to be able to tell yourself in a positive way, hey, this is how we resolve those issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have another question coming to my mind. So, Andre, when you started going, like, well, a couple of things. One of the things that I remember hearing is just that you were saving off of like a $25,000 a year salary, managed to save... Yes. 10 12 grand to get it up. okay so the reason i the reason i bring that up is for some context we generally or i should say it this way our audience consists of generally high income high net worth individuals but here's something that everybody has in common everybody has like that common um have to, having to get over the the hump or having that common fear and one of the things that we deal with and we talk to people about is is how to get into the real estate and how to start just just jumping in and doing it. Some people like the the really passive way and go syndications, and some people like to go, you know, do it more on the the self style. But like, what is it that was able to give you, or, or maybe maybe a better way to ask it would be, 
what advice would you give to people who are just trying to get over the hump? Because it doesn't matter if you have money or not. At some level, it can still be a challenge to just take the action to do it. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think that last statement that you made is the key to getting over the hump, just taking the action. Like, you have to, like, in order to finish line, you have to start. And along the way, <laughs> you're going to get some, you know what I mean, some bumps, some bruises. You're going to come in, you know what I mean? You're going to run across some, you know what I mean, forks in the road. But at the end of the day, you got to maneuver around those in order to get to the finish line. And everything that you go through is set up to teach you a lesson. You just have to view it that way. You can't be upset about it. And even if you are, just be upset about it for a minute and get back to being a, a, a solution-based person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't focus on the problem, my solutions. And for me, every problem, I think about the problem for one second. And then for the next 30 minutes, I'm thinking about how to solve that problem. Like, I don't focus mm -hmm. on a problem at all. We already identified what the problem is. Let's focus on how to solve the problem now. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times people tend to focus on problems so much that they can't really even get started. Like, what if it doesn't work? What if my tenants don't pay their rent? What if this happens? Or what if that happens? But it's like, but what if they do pay their rent? What if you're able to go <laughs> up on your rent every year and you give yourself a pay raise? It's just like, do you ever think about the positive stuff that will come out of this? And I think a lot of times that is what hinders people from being great is actually starting. I love the advice, man. You just have so many good, um, positive, like the mindset to get, to get out of there. I was, uh, I spent two or three years in Virginia and some of that time I was, uh, like kind of working with people who are, who were in like the ghetto and it's so difficult to get out of that atmosphere. And so I just want to give you huge props um for being able to kind of fight through and do that and being an inspiration to other people who are looking to do the same type of thing before we let you go andre tell us just uh how we can get in touch with you where to get your book your instagram all that kind of good stuff so the so the people can check you out more um i'm at renaissance 125 across all social media platforms my youtube everything um in addition to the book i also have an apparel line called mindset matters i got some pretty cool um concepts as far as my merch okay wait say that say the the apparel um, line again that, the apparel line is called mindset matters mindset and matters can, that's awesome yeah absolutely and you can click the link in my instagram bio or go to my website www.therenaissanceu.com and you can shop there for the book merch any courses that i offer i have um four different courses i have a course that teaches about the NACA program and how i utilize the NACA program to, uh yeah to that's right my first multi-unit and how you can do the same thing um in addition to that i also have a course on pierce i make a ton of money off of now and i don't even have to leave my house to do it um you can particularly rent out rooms in your property and you don't even have to own a property so if you don't even own a property yet if you have a nice apartment that you rent or have a nice space that you rent you can make money off of it by using peer space so you guys can check that out and i also have an introduction to real estate course for people who are just trying to find their way in real estate just don't know quite where to get started or you know what i mean like just different concepts i have a really really good course on that um in addition to that man i do one-on-one -on -one, so if you guys have any questions need consultation reach out to me and yeah all of that stuff is in the link in my bio and at renaissance 125 across all social media platforms okay at Ren renaissance 125 don't miss the opportunity to to reach out to andre like he's just got such a cool story um and obviously is doing uh, a lot inspiring a lot of people Andre, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, we have really appreciated it, uh, and we'll have to have you on again. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
Thank you for listening to the Money Insights Podcast. To learn more about the financial and business strategies discussed in this show, please visit moneyinsights.net. The views and opinions expressed on the Money Insights Podcast are not intended to be individual financial, tax, or legal advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making financial decisions. And if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This will help others find the show and learn wealth building strategies for themselves. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.